This is the Bates Bobcast, a weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week, we continue our Why I Coach series with our skiing coaches. Interim Alpine skiing head coach Kurt Samard and longtime Bates Nordic skiing head coach Becky Woods from the class of 1989 join the show. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. A two-time EISA Coach of the Year with the University of New Hampshire, Kurt Samard is the interim head alpine skiing coach at Bates. He graduated from UNH in 1991 with a business degree, but soon decided he wanted to get into coaching. Well, happy to have the interim head coach of the Bates Alpine Skiing Program with us here on the Bobcast. His first time on the Bobcast, uh, Kurt Samard. Welcome. Uh, coach Samard, I'm curious, just uh, tell me a little bit about how you got connected with Bates. I know you have a lot of local connections, but how did you end up connected to the college when they needed an interim uh, head coach here? Well, thank you, Aaron, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really excited. It feels like it's been a little longer than it has been, actually, in some ways. I don't know. It's just uh, interesting times, but... Uh, Previous to this, I was in athletic administration, so it's been, even though it's not a completely normal situation right now, it has been refreshing to be wearing, a, you know, a coach's hat and uh, really staying within that realm, you know, with under the barriers, you know, being able to just get to know the student athletes, get to know what they're about, what they're thinking, uh, how I can, you know, support them during this time period. It's been really good. And, you know, for the student athletes, I, I've been, I knew this going in just because I had some worked with kids that have uh, gone to Bates. I've, uh, you know, hired some Bates graduates as, as coaches and programs that I've led. So I, I've had a connection to Bates for a number of years. It's been amazing how much of pride they have in, in their school and in their sports. And the student athletes have been so, so great welcoming me there, which I was a little bit nervous just because of the situation, you know, not being able to be like, okay, this is the way we're going to do. It. I've done this before. Well, no, I haven't done this before. I've never entered into a, into a job in, in, in the, yeah, during a pandemic like this. And so, but uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been really good. You mentioned the connection with Bates, uh, Gould Academy, where you were. Um, tell me a little about the relationship between Gould Academy and Bates. I feel like there's a pretty good one. Yeah, both schools share Sunday River as their as their primary training facility, and you know the the resort has an incredible uh, training facility. So uh, you know Bates College is very fortunate to have such a great facility, you know, nearby. Um, and you know, it's funny uh, in talking to the kids when I, uh, the student athletes currently asking them, you know, what was your path to Bates and learning a bit about them, you know, and they did bring up you know Sunday River as being a an attractive piece of you tend to see with that training being a, being the same place you know w- whether it's a, a a Bates grad that becomes a a Gould uh, coach or or a Gould student that goes to Bates you know you, you see them you see them around and uh, I think there's a it's a good relationship there you know and I know that uh, you know a few of our athletes right now at at Bates who um you know, because we because we can't be functioning as a team. I know that uh, they are finding some opportunities as independents to go to different ski areas and stuff to to keep up with some training. And Sunday River is one of them. Well, you went to the University of New Hampshire for undergrad. Tell me a little bit about your background in terms of. I assume I, I'm, most skiers I talk to they grew up skiing like from a very young age. Is that true for you? 
Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, just really learned to do it really before I even knew about it. You know, I was young, so don't really remember the process. Um, but you know, certainly, yeah, grew up in the sport and it's a, you know, it's a unique sport. It's a lot, lots of, you know, interesting travel and snowstorms and different things and so many different things happen. You know, you spend a whole day. Like I remember I went to a four day race series in New York. My dad brought me over and uh, I never finished one of the races, you know, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. And you'll, so probably over the course of the four days, I probably competed, I don't know, for a total of two minutes, maybe, <laughs> you know, so a lot goes into, you know, something that doesn't take a, a, you know, it's a short amount of time and it's pressure and there's a lot of you know, you fail more than you succeed. So it's an interesting sport that way. But yeah, grew up with it and and ended up going to the University of New Hampshire and competed there. Uh, it was a great experience. And and really, when I was when I was done at the University of New Hampshire, I, I was like, you know, I've done I love this. I put a lot of it into it. But you know, I want to do something different. I want to, you know, I thought I was gonna use my business degree and, and head down that way. And I started but you know, then I got into coaching part-time and yeah, that was it. You know, I just <laughs> got hooked on it. So it's been a way of life. Well, I was going to say just a few years, I think after you graduated, you became the head coach there, right? So tell me a little bit about that process of returning to your alma mater a few years later to run the program. You know, that opportunity came up. It was something I didn't really have to think about very long at that point. Um, you know, it, it, it actually had come up uh, a couple of years before and I, and I wasn't ready to really go through that process at the time. And so when it did, I, I knew it was time and it was, uh, it was really, it was a tremendous experience. Um, that was, I, uh, when I talked to the folks at Bates about coming to Bates, you know, now I, yeah, I just expressed that, uh, that was the hardest decision I, I probably had to make in terms of my, my career was to leave collegiate coaching at the time. Um, I really found the, you know, the age, you know, it's, it's an age where, you know, certainly young adults and, and, you know, conversations about life and different stuff. And, you know, so it's, a, it was really a, um, a great experience. And um, I don't know, I, I, I think that when you work with you know individual sports a team sport but that individual component you know every student athlete they they tick something different you know they something makes them tick in a different way and as a coach you're trying to you're trying to solve that little little mystery how you can best support them and how you can best take them somewhere where they can't get themselves you know who are some of your mentors in coaching who who's helped you along the way kind of yeah yeah it's funny i always when i think about uh, some folks, you know, I, I, I have three that really stand out. And the interesting thing about it is that one was when I was younger, this person didn't even ski. They, they'd set the course in, in their shoe, in their, you know, boots, walk up and do it. Um, probably um, not really technically skilled as a coach, but just someone that had so much spirit that made me want to do it. You know, they just, you just, the look on their face when they would tell you something. Um, and it usually wasn't anything very complicated, you know, like think you can go back up and go faster, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, so, uh, you know, something like that. And then I had the opportunity when I was in high school to have probably the most, you know, expertise wise, an Austrian, um, coach, uh, that was, you know, really amazing, really, really tough, you know, really like 
you know, to the point sometimes where it was almost too tough, but so that was a little bit different. And then, um, and then my college coach, um, he, you know, I think he just, he, he demanded a lot, but we had, you know, he made it fun, you know, too. So, um, I think when I put it all together as a coach, I, I feel like I've started off coaching and it hasn't really changed. I just like have fun, work hard, no regrets. You know, those three things are the things that I always try to keep to the forefront. What are some of your proudest moments as a coach? I mean, you were at UNH for quite some time in terms of what you achieved there. Yeah. Yeah. I think 2006, um, university of Colorado was the host in steamboat and, uh, day one, uh, the, the university of New Hampshire Alpine team won. So we were in first place that year in, uh, skiing, you got the Nordic and the Alpine and you try to get those two teams to be in sync. And I'm not so sure, you know, when, when, our Alpine team was a bit weak. The Nordic team was strong at UNH. So we were flipped. So that year, you know, I don't want to be did dissing the, uh, the Nordic team, but they, we, we weren't in first place after their day. The next day we fell off the thing, but, uh, but it, yeah, I mean, to come off the Hill that day, I can, I can remember calling uh, a friend who was a, you know, a great, you know, just cared about the team you know, was on the team and making that phone call and left a message and, uh, I think he had it on his voicemail for a good number of years after just that, what we, you know, where we were standing. So, and, uh, yeah, see the university of Hampshire in first place in skiing and USA today was, that was my highlight. So. Excellent. Uh, you know, the carnival circuit in collegiate skiing, I, I, I imagine most everyone kind of, kind of knows each other, right? I mean, there's, there's not that many programs that are competing on the carnival circuit. So what's that dynamic like? I mean, I'm sure you remember competing against Bates and, and, and whatnot back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, you, you, you have teammates that you're really close to and they're friends. And, but boy, every, every team, you know, that you're competing against, there's somebody that growing up prior to being on that team that you had a friendship with or a rivalry and it's a, it, the camaraderie, it was, it's really fun. It's really exciting to see the, the people as you grow up and as you grow up through your college years and competing. And um, it's a, it's really a tremendous thing. And it's, um, it's, it's something that I think, you know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of student athletes, particularly the ones that are in, you know, skiing for Bates and other division one schools and skiing, um, they, they have put a lot into it. And they've a lot of them have gone to some schools that have that they've really worked hard, but it was really an individual way. And I think when you when you get to the collegiate piece, I, I think the the student athletes they embrace that piece of it so much, and and um, I, I think it's it's real. And then now you you touched on this earlier, but taking over in the middle of a pandemic, how have you gone about trying to you know meet and talk with members of the current program? Yeah, I was able to meet most of them on campus, you know, late fall uh, before the break and, you know, the zoom thing, which, you know, I think it's, it's effective, you know, for some of the more, you know, broad band communication, but I, I've definitely felt myself really trying to stay in touch one-on-one -on -one a lot more than I probably otherwise would, have, you know, just really just communicating how you doing, what are you doing? When I came on board, I think it, uh, a lot of them were just trying to figure out how to handle, you know, this time period now, which at the time, you know, wasn't quite as long as, as, as it is now, but, you know, so I think for them to be able to communicate with me and, and, and bounce, you know, their thoughts and ideas, 
and also, you know, for, for me to maybe help them, you know, just take a deep breath. Um, you know, we're all, everybody's in, in the same, same boat here to a degree and look at it as an opportunity where, you know, you may, you, you get to spend a Thanksgiving with your family. I know I talked to one of the seniors, she hadn't had Thanksgiving with her family in eight years, you know? So that was a silver lining for her. So it's interesting to think that, you know, I, I have established some kind of relationship with the team members and the team under these circumstances and certainly look forward to the future with having it be in a different situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you touched on this, they are able to, you know, train individually, right? I mean, skiing. Yeah. Fairly, it's fairly socially distant, I suppose, uh, at times um, yep. on the hill and everything. So, have you been giving them tips on anything? Have they been asking you questions or anything like that? Or is that, is that hard to do if you're not there yourself? Well, it, usually just in some kind of conversation. You know, usually, I mean, I'm the type of coach too. You know, if I, you know, what are you up to? You know, I'll ask people what they're, you know, what their work. I want them to sort of engage in the the process of them you know, articulating what, what they're doing. So sometimes just, just allowing them to, to share what it is and, and give them the, you know, agreement or maybe just a word of wisdom about, about it that just, just helps them. Um, but yeah, they're just because they are able to, to get out, you know, it's all over the country, right? They could be in Utah, they could be in Oregon, they could be in Colorado, they could be in New Hampshire, Maine, but, um, you know, able to, able to get out and train and, you know, without the travel and the lodging piece and all those different things that make it, you know, extremely complicated. Um, you know, they're able to, to get out and, and do training sessions and, you know, um, seems like, you know, from what I've seen, people are using the parking lot and going straight to the hill and, you know, bypassing lodges and all that. So right. what's your favorite part of coaching? What you mentioned, you, you had a business degree before you moved into coaching, but what made you say, Hey, I want to stick with this. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is trying to solve that little mystery about how to help somebody who's working on something, take it, take it a, a little further, you know, from an individual standpoint. Um, you know, I, I do love um, teams and, and organizations and, 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 you know, collaborative effort you know and with skiing i think it's it's really it it's an individual sport at times when you're competing but you, you're the things that you need to do to be a good teammate to be a supportive uh, person um to really try to try to teach young student athletes how how to function together and 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 you know, in their role in creating an environment that leads to everybody doing their best, you know, and it's so I, I you know, I, I like that aspect of it. I mean, I think it's something as a coach, whether it's a coach or a manager in an organization, you sort of have a feel for, okay, it's, it's pretty good right now, or it's, yeah, we're, we're a little stressed in this area. And how are we gonna, how are we gonna, how are we going to reel it in, so to speak, or how are we going to navigate it? Um, I think just those pieces, whether they're individual, like technical skiing piece or, or more of a mental piece. Um, it's just, I find it not hard to be thinking about it almost all day when, <laughs> when, you, when you're doing it, it's, you know, it's hard to shut off. Right. Yeah. Well, you've, you've coached at the collegiate level. You've coached at Gould Academy. Similarities, differences between kind of those 
types of students you're working with? Well, one is I think the team feeling of it is is much more so at a, at a collegiate level than at a at a you know a private school. It's more individual there, and it's more they're they're you know a lot of cases they're trying to their goal is to try to become good enough to, to go ski at a, at a college and be on a team. Um, so the team piece is probably the biggest. And I think the age and maturity um, is, is a different piece just in terms of the college kids have a little bit more, they're able to engage in the process a little bit more or will tend to be willing to um, that can be a little harder with the younger ages. They, they might be more in a mindset of, just the coaching comes to them. It comes to them rather than them really owning it and getting more engaged in it. Not only is it a team sport within Alpine, but Alpine and Nordic combine right. for the points. And yet it's completely different sports. I mean, there's yeah. almost no similarities. What's that dynamic like? I mean, from your perspective, I, I always find that very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Some schools, I don't, I don't really know Bates, but some schools will do like an inner team thing where they'll flip you know the alpine people will do nordic and and nordic just as an in-house little fun end of the year thing and it's also you also gain a lot of respect for the other for what they're doing on the on the other piece so it it is a unique thing but if the spirit at an ncaa championship what you know because it's a four-day event and it goes back and forth alpine nordic alpine nordic and um the spirit out there i i those are some fond memories going out there and watching, you know, our Nordic team compete for our school and vice versa. So it's, it's, you know, it, yeah, definitely one's, you know, downhill and a lot more gravity, a lot of more things going on. Another one's a little more flat, but it's still, um, still moving around on the skis on the snow. Have you got a chance to chat with our Nordic coach, Becky Woods, our longest tenured coach, uh, class of 89 here? I have. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. And I actually have had, you know, the opportunity to, to know Becky over the years mm. and, you know, certainly have a lot of respect for her coaching and how, she, what she's done and continues to do with the program at Bates. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about your passion for coaching and anything that we haven't gotten to discuss yet, perhaps? Well, I just, you know, it's exciting to be at, at Bates and it's been a great, you know, even in this, this way it's been a it's been a great community to to enter into people have been extremely welcoming and um and i'm excited and yeah i mean coaching is something that's it's a really special thing i I think it's a it's a incredible occupation and um i'm excited to be doing it becky woods is the longest tenured current head coach at bates she took over the nordic skiing program in 1994 and has coached four all-americans and two olympians Woods is the daughter of the late Bob Flynn, a beloved Bates coach in multiple sports for 50 years. I think I didn't understand the impact of that until maybe I started coaching myself Um, because then I realized all of the things that I had grown up with and seen were part of what he did as a coach here at Bates. So um, I remember, you know, players coming over to the house, um, you know, thinking it was really fun to meet them, but also feeling like in some ways they were, um, you know, role models for me as a young, um, as a young athlete growing up and um, particularly the women on the ski team, you know, and I had the opportunity at different times to 
interact with them. And it was amazing, you know, and I thought that, you know, they were Olympians as far as I was concerned. So, and then I also saw the behind the scenes, which was any daughter or son who has a a dad or, you know, maybe a mom now too, who coaches football, you know, or baseball, you see lineups and you see X's and O's and those papers were everywhere in our house, you know? And um, so I knew that work and home life all sort of blended sometimes and we respected that you know and and um, in some ways it just uh, I think it showed how passionate he really was about what he did and so that helped me a lot as I formed my own coaching philosophies you know once I made that decision to coach. And then when you were going, um, looking at colleges, was Bates a no-brainer for you or how did that process go? (laughs) Bates was not a no-brainer. You know, I mean, I I think I um, initially felt like, oh, I have to be away, you know, you know, I grew up here. Um, Luckily, I was fortunate enough to go to um, Green Mountain Valley School. So I had had the opportunity to be away from um, the Auburn Lewiston sort of skiing scene for a little bit and um, had some opportunities over in Vermont and uh, around the country with that. So that was really helpful for me. And I think that allowed me eventually to sort of make that decision that yes, Bates is going to work for me. And I was really, once I did, I was really excited about it. And then at Bates, was there a point in time when you were in school um, that you thought, hey, when I graduate, I'd like to get into coaching or when did that happen for you? Um, It definitely did not happen when I was in school. Um, You know, I, I did, uh, you know, again, I grew up with it, right? So of course, I was thinking I'm doing my own thing. And you know, I'm not following in anyone's footsteps. Uh, So I think it happened after I graduated. Um, Once I graduated, I, um, I was still living in the East. And I actually helped the team my first year out. on the weekends, right? So I would meet them at the carnivals, wherever they were going as just sort of that second or third assistant. And um, it it really sparked something in me then, but you know, I was still trying to figure out what I was, uh, what I was gonna do. So um, it started then, um, I, uh, I went away for a couple of years and then I sort of stayed in coaching, which surprised me. So I coached a club, uh, out in Colorado. And, you know, then I had to start thinking, oh, why am I still doing this, you know, and, uh, and I really loved it. So I had the opportunity, uh, Suzanne Coffey called me, uh, you know, two or three years out and said, would you be willing to come back? And, you know, it was a huge decision for me at that point. But um, one that, uh, you know, certainly changed the course of my life and brought me right to where I am right now. So I know Coach Flynn was involved in the skiing program heavily. When you were in college, who was kind of the main coach for the program at that point? Yeah, so he was the director of skiing. Um, right. So he oversaw both programs and Buzz Davis was my Nordic coach. He was fantastic. Tell me a little bit about Buzz Davis for those who don't know about Buzz. Oh, Buzz was great. Um, He actually ran a Nordic center over in Auburn. It's no longer, um, it's no longer going. It was called Snorada. And uh, he had great experience as a racer and as a coach. uh, And he was close, right? So we would all just drive over, over to the Nordic center every day for training. And he had his cool little wax room downstairs and 
Um, so he was fantastic uh, all the time, you know, great influence on us uh, and really kept the team together uh, and, and really pushed the, the level of, uh, of training and racing for us. What was your reaction when you got that call from Suzanne Coffey about the Bates job? Uh, I think I thought, really? Because I was young, you know, I, I was really young. Uh, and so I, I was really excited that someone thought that I could actually do this job. So thank you, Suzanne, for that. You know, I mean, I was like, ah, you know, okay, I think I could do this. Uh, and she thinks I can do this, so let's go, you know, and, and that was, and that was that, and I haven't really looked back since then. And how have you seen things change sort of at Bates? You started at 94 as, as the head coach of the Nordic program. How, how has the program kind of developed or changed through the years in, in your eyes? I think when I came back, you know, I was young enough to think that I could change a lot of things right and really had a few things in mind that were um, that were really really important to me um, one as an athlete you know so i could still pull up my athlete brain when i was you know in that those first few years of of coaching but also as uh, you know a program and looking ahead you know what do we really want to do and and how can i impact what i already thought was was great you know, and for me, the important piece at that point was uh, putting Bates on an even playing field with the rest of EISA. That was really critical to me. And it was, it, you know, it, it had to do with the level of competition as a team, not just as individuals, and also just our presence. And so that was a focus for me, for sure, in the first you know, five, maybe even 10 years to try to just, um, you know, I, I, we knew, I knew that our ski program and our budgets were, you know, less than some of the other programs that we're racing against. And I wanted to take that factor out, you know, and so when we showed up at a carnival, our athletes felt like they had as much of an opportunity to uh, win a race as anybody else did that was there. So, um, that, that took a lot of, you know, sort of finagling and, um, and, you know, I feel like we really got there, uh, and we had some, some great talent and some great success early on. And I think that really helped shape the direction of the program. One of the interesting things about skiing, at least from my point of view, is that I think it's the only sport here at Bates where the women's and the men's scores are combined, right? So it's really truly a co-ed team. What's that like uh, leading um, both the women and the men and how, how do you go about doing that? Oh, it's awesome. Um, you know, and, and I get this question a lot and, you know, do you, do you, um, it's just one team as far as I'm concerned, you know, and uh, you know, I think that once you, once you understand that, and as a coach, once you're, you're working in that atmosphere, then you start to um, dial in individual athletes and working with them individually and how we, you know, really foster, um, you know, good teamwork, good competition uh, and individual success and make sure that everybody feels like they're a part of that no matter where they fall in, men, women, you know, how they, um, what their result might be, you know, what their impact is on the team day to day, 
at the races on campus, you know, is really critical. And, and so we work on that a lot, I think. Um, and, you know, I really treat the team as one. Uh, and, you know, I think they also, I've, I've heard the team in different instances you know, they, they hold themselves accountable, you know? So if somebody says something that shouldn't be said, you know it. And, you know, the men call the women out, the women call the men out, you know? And I think it's a great, um, it's a great balance. And one of those things you mentioned about teamwork, I know skiing at the high school level can sometimes be very individual uh, focus. I mean, they're trying to get to college, they're trying to get those opportunities. How do you um, acclimate first years, I guess, so, hey, this is, a, this is a truly a team environment. I think a lot of that comes from discussion, but it also comes from um, the leaders ahead of them, right? So the captains on the team. And, you know, I think some of, the, some of the best days of racing that sort of stand out in my mind are those days where, you know, maybe we had a good day overall as a team, but that's what our athletes are looking for. You know, they're not going to the results and saying, you know, I was, I was 20th. They're going to the results and saying, we had five in the top 25, you know, and that's what matters to them. And, you know, to me, those are the days that I just quietly, I'm really excited, you know, that um, they get it, you know, they get how important it is to have a teammate alongside them um, and they're excited for their success as much as their own. I was thinking about when you, when you, when you, when you first came to Bates as, as the head coach of the Nordic program, I was thinking about like, it'd be interesting for me to have like my dad as my colleague. What was it like for you to make that adjustment? <laughs> yeah, Aaron, you know, from the time you've, um, you called me on this one, I, I've been thinking about that. Uh, and I, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better colleague, you know, I mean, there were a few times where I was like, dad, really, you know, <laughs> you don't have to say that or, you know, but um, he was my um, biggest supporter, you know, and, uh, you know, he was that person that, you know, I could turn to if I needed to, you know, like, oh, what, what should I do in this situation? Or have you ever had this happen before? And what he did as, um, you know, as a colleague was he gave me the freedom to, uh, to choose uh, and, you know, and, and maybe make mistakes, but I don't think he let me make too many, you know, I mean, he was sort of able to say, ah, rein it in or, or whatever he had to say, you know, but I really trusted him. And so it was, um, you know, to me, it was a gift. It was awesome uh, working with him. And, and I got to see, um, you know, how he interacted with everybody else as well, you know, and um, the respect that all the coaches had for one another. And that was really an important lesson. And, and I'll take that um, every day, you know. Throughout your career at Bates, what are maybe some of your proudest moments as the head coach? What are some moments that really stand out to you? Hmm. You know, I think what I was saying earlier, um, some of those days when we have had, um, you know, the team finish, you know, maybe a challenging race uh, and they are more concerned with how they did, you know, as a group, as, you know, in terms of how they did individually. But then on, you know, at, at the same time, um, you know, to have had 
some athletes, you know, really rise to the top, you know, be all East and, you know, go to NCAAs and be all American. Um, you know, those moments are, you never forget those moments, right? Because it's the culmination of um, so much work, so much passion, so much, um, you know, dedication from the athletes and the team really, because, you know, when one of our athletes is successful, it's because they have had the support of their teammates and the coaches and, you know, in the athletic department. And, uh, and so you never really forget those moments, you know, uh, no question about it. Uh, and then I think too, that just the, when I think about the moments that stand out, it's not always, um, it's not always skiing, you know, it's, it's, you know, watching somebody bind their thesis uh, and knowing what went into that and how they managed to still come to practice and then and, and have this huge accomplishment. And, and, and it was such a priority for them, but they were able to manage both, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, watching a teammate, um, you know, help another one, you know, when their teammate doesn't have a good day, you know, those are, those are moments that stand, there's so many moments that stand out um, that, you know, it's hard to just pull up a few, um, you know, you, you know, for sure the successes, but also sometimes, you know, those days that are, that are challenging and you see the, the athletes on your team and, and maybe the captains uh, bring everybody back up, you know, and uh, to me, those are equally as important. Fairly early on in your career, you got to coach one of the great Nordic skiers, one of the great athletes ever at Bates, Justin Freeman, who eventually became an Olympian, of course. What was that like? I mean, early on in your career, when he shows up is, is to campus, can you tell right away this guy's going to be like one of the best ever? Or did he develop more slowly or how did that kind of go? Um, Justin came in uh, and no, right away, you were not, you know, it, he, he was an amazing runner and skier. Right. And his running was a little bit above his skiing uh, in his first year. Right. So we knew that he had an engine and uh, and he was a really good skier. Right. But his skiing was a little bit slower than his running. So his first year, he didn't qualify for NCAAs. And uh, but he had a great team alongside him. Right. So I'll never forget the day that. Um, you know, and, and Justin was quiet initially, you know, he was just, you know, okay, I'm just going to put the work in and do this. Um, and he had a couple of teammates that were a little bit more, um, that had had maybe a little bit more experience. And I'll never forget the day that um, Dave Chamberlain and Justin, right, they were on the team together, had great successes, but they were doing some interval workout, right? And um, and you know, Justin was just kind of doing his own thing. And Dave kind of looked at him and said, Hey, get up here and race me. Right. And honestly, that was the start of the whole, you know, just the two of them really, um, saying, you know what, we can do this. And so, um, from that point on, Justin just, you know, and, and I'm not sure that that was the moment for him, but I just remember that moment for me, sort of knowing that, you know what, these guys are going to be good. You know, they love to compete and that's the most important thing for them. So they're going to do everything they can 
to be successful and, and they're going to do it together. So that was fun. Um, and, and Justin was always that guy that, um, you know, he was studying, although he, you know, and he was training and, you know, and you knew that he would have, you knew that he would get both of those things done all the time, never a question ever. And, you know, he was also that guy that probably put in a little bit more time, you know, he went for those morning runs and those morning roller skis. Uh, and uh, he evolved, not just as a skier, but, um, you know, as a member of the team. And that to me, you know, by the end of his career at Bates, one, I knew he was gonna be super successful, but two, um, he, was, uh, he was so well-respected and he was um, just a huge part of the program, you know, and um, had sort of, you know, really come out in that way, you know, to really have the confidence to lead the team, um, not just in racing. Uh, and that was, um, that was a huge success too. In general, it's gotta be one of the coolest experiences for you to track what your skiers do after they graduate from base, right? Whether it make whether it be an Olympian or be on the World Cup stage in biathlon or what or whatnot, what's it like for you to kind of track them as, as after they graduate? Oh my gosh, it's amazing, right? You know, it's amazing to see not just as skiers, but it's really fun to see. You know, we do have that um, sort of unique opportunity uh, in our sport for people to continue on in skiing for a while if they choose to. So yeah, that's awesome to watch, right? You know, I mean to have. Um, you know, because we're still racing, you know, we just keep going every year, but then to have, you know, to have it, have a alum out there, you know, doing something huge, winning us nationals, going to the Olympics, um, you know, out on the, you know, OPA cup in Europe or, you know, over, you know, skiing biathlon, you know, Hallie Grossman is, she's in Europe right now. And our team is following her, you know, like, how are you doing? What are you up to? Um, you know, it's, it's humbling really in so many ways to see that happen, you know, to know, uh, you know, that maybe, you know, we helped build a little bit of a foundation for them to continue on and pursue something that they're really passionate about. So. Who are some of your mentors in coaching? Who, who have you gone to throughout your career? I mean, obviously, uh, Coach Flynn, but who else perhaps have you gone to throughout your career for advice? Yeah, there's no question my dad was sort of the leader in that, right? He, um, you know, because he was, he was really right there, um, you know, throughout my career, you know, in the same space, in the same office, right? right, right, you know, right. That was a little bit, you know, that was tight sometimes, but it worked. <laughs> uh, you know, but I, when I was um, first coming into coaching uh, in the in the collegiate level, you know, I think that um, there are a couple of coaches that were just really, really kind and welcoming to me. Um, I think my age, you know, I was one of the only women at that point coaching men and women, um, and um, certainly the only, um, well, one of the only um, head coaches, you know, and so that. Um, you know, I looked to, I looked to the coaches that I had known, even as an athlete and Terry Aldrich took me under his wing. He was the Middlebury coach, um, and always checked in with me, uh, got me involved at the NCAA level with the NCAA committee, 
and he was always somebody that I could look to. Um, and uh, Bud Fisher did the same thing at Williams, you know, just, uh, you know, kind of checking in. Um, I, I could call them if we had issues or I just didn't know what to do. Um, but they were also inspiring. They had great teams and, uh, and I, I felt that they really recognized and celebrated the whole skier, you know, that, you know, it was, it was certainly about, you know, being successful as an athlete, but also as a person. And that was important to me. Um, and then, you know, Cami Thompson over at um, Dartmouth, she's been coaching as long as I have. And um, there isn't anything that we haven't discussed about training, about athletes and about life. You know, I mean, how do you balance this? You know, we're on the road all winter long, you know, we have kids and our own kids and how do you make it all work? You know, and she's been um, a great influence on me throughout the years, you know, so. Um, and then, you know, the other piece, when you think about mentors and when I think about mentors, you know, we have some, you know, I have some colleagues, friends, coaches right here in our department that, you know, they've been through it all, right, with all of us. And, you know, I, I would never want to say that it's only those people from outside, you know, I mean, uh, I think... I look uh, as much to some of my colleagues here at Bates as I do to some of my colleagues in the ski world, um, you know, to, um, to help sort through it all and um, to stay inspired and motivated uh, and hope that I can sort of uh, return the favor sometimes too. Yeah, I think uh, I was talking with Vanessa Williamson, Bates alum, associate head coach for the swimming team. She mentioned that you and Paul Gassingay were kind of maybe unwittingly uh, mentors to her and kind of uh, showing what it takes to succeed kind of as, a, as an alum and a coach at Bates. What's that like for you to know you've had an influence on, you know, up and coming coaches, no matter the sport? That, I, I don't even know what to say to that. I'm, you know, thrilled that uh, she feels that, you know, we've had that ability to influence her. In some ways, as an alum, it's it's almost paying it forward, you know, and, you know, we, you know, I know Paul uh, feels the same way, but we had amazing opportunities at Bates as athletes and then uh, having the um, good fortune to be able to, to choose to come back, to be offered, you know, the opportunity to come back. And so to just um, pay it forward from that place that... Um, you know, that, that we came in as, you know, like alums, we have a different point of view, I think sometimes, because we um, were, we're taking over a program that we actually really um, were a part of already. And you have to figure out what, what stays and what goes and how to be respectful with all of that. And, you know, so I think that, you know, fingers crossed, we can keep doing that. It's kind of interesting. You and Paul, you know, graduated the same year, started one year apart as coaches, and you both had the same story of Suzanne Coffey just calling you up and saying, hey, the job's open, you should apply. Yes, we both, you know, we both did. And I think we both had that moment of like, you know, do I go back, you know, because I think with, you know, do I go back home? You know, I'm supposed to be making it big somewhere else, you know, and then we're, we're coming home. And as I think through um, that, you know, those moments, right? Those were the big moments of, 
um, reckoning, you know, like, okay, I am. And, and I'm coming home and making it my own now, you know, and, you know, that was also really important. I think Paul felt the same way. And then you realize how, uh, I mean, I do now, you know, how grateful I really was to have my family around me and supporting me um, throughout my career. I mean, especially when I had young kids, you know, I mean, my, uh, my mom traveled with us sometimes because that was the only way that I could make it happen, you know, and, and I think for her, that was really special. And for me, it was, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know how I would have done it without her, you know, so uh, I, you know, yeah, thank you, Suzanne for, for trusting us. Right. You know, and, um, and maybe, you know, maybe it meant that, you know, I think about Paul and what an influence he had as an athlete at Bait, you know, he, he, he was a standout, you know, and so for her to reach out and say, we want this, you know, we want this here, we want you to continue, um, you know, it was, um, was, was incredibly kind. How have you seen yourself grow as a coach through the years? How have you seen yourself change? Whew if we don't continue to grow, we're in trouble, right? So, um, you know, I think that every athlete that you have that comes into your program, every family, every parent, grandparent that you, that comes across, you know, sort of the, the bait skiing family brings something new and brings um, something that changes uh, the program. Right. And so I think I've, I think I learned, um, with a few athletes and with a few families, how important being a part of this program really was. Right. So, you know, there's no question that every athlete that I've coached has come to Bates to go to college, right. Academically, this is where I want to be but I know that skiing was um, equally as important. And, you know, there were a few moments in my career where I've had parents or grandparents say, how do I know my, you know, my grandson or my daughter is going to be okay? Who's going to, who's going to take care of them? You know, and I realized very quickly that that was me. You know, and I think once I realized that it, it changed the way that I, um, approached things, you know, the, it just became bigger, you know, and I understood that I was responsible, not only for athletic, you know, growth, but also just, you know, um, hoping that I might be able to have an influence on personal growth, you know, in those four years that, that, um, our athletes are here. And, and that has, uh, really helped me, you know, when I really want, you know, to have this success athletically and maybe, maybe it didn't happen, you know, but I have the ability to look at the bigger picture now and say, you know, we were successful as a team and we did this and we, and I watched you go from, you know, being a first year who, um, was quiet and didn't speak up to someone who is now leading the team and you're the captain, you know? And so those, those things uh, have really, you know, helped me 
mellow my competitive, you know, sort of piece, you know, knowing that it's, it's bigger than that. And then to have your daughter on the team in recent years, I mean, we've, we've talked about this experience before, but I mean, from a coaching perspective, did you coach her growing up at all? Or was this kind of the first time where you were actually coaching her? A little bit of both. Uh, I, you know, a little bit of both. I, um, you know, again, one of, one of those mentors, Bud Fisher, I, I went up to him one day when Kalen made the decision to come to Bates. I said, you know, how do I do this, Bud? He said, you let her, you let her, you know, be independent and, uh, and you have other people helping you, you know? So, um, there's no question that, uh, James Upham, who works with me, um, was a huge influence on Kaylin. But to me, that was, uh, and and I was incredibly grateful for for that. You know, I mean, every now and again, you know, I'd be like, "Yep, she's yours." Uh, you know, but but with you know great respect, you know, when I did that, and uh, and Kaylin was um, so easy, you know, to to work with, and I think maybe she had also grown up with it. Right. So she kind of knew that, you know, this is what I'm getting into and, and okay, I'm good with it. And, um, to me, it was important for her to have her own, uh, experience. You know, it wasn't my experience. It was hers. And, uh, I hope that, um, I hope that she saw that, you know, or maybe in a couple of years, she sees that after, you know, she looks back on things. Oh yeah. I was able to do these things. You know, it wasn't, um, wasn't just about the Flynn legacy, you know, that, um, that we, that we have going. So, uh, and, and to watch her succeed, you know, she was a captain. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, and, and see all the other things that went into it, you know, um, because I got the inside scoop, right? So I learned a lot as a coach watching my daughter go through the program because I got to see some of the nitty gritty that even some of my you know, closest athletes don't share. So that was helpful. <laughs> well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about coaching we haven't gotten to talk about? I think that for me and, uh, and certainly uh, athletes that have come through my program. We have a lot of people in skiing still. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's one of the opportunities to um, be in a profession that, uh, you know, you are passionate about and that, you know, I hope in some way that anybody who goes into it um, understands the influence that they might have on people and really uh, owns that and, and takes responsibility of that. It's so rewarding in so many different ways to be allowed to be a part of, you know, four years of these, you know, athletes lives. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really been and, and will continue to be uh, a privilege, you know, for me to be a part of it. So um, thanks, Bobcats. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll continue our Hawaii Coach Series with our lacrosse coaches, women's head coach Brett Allen and men's head coach Peter Lasagna. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bye. Bye.